wake and bake with the boys Pull out some weed and get high Dude smoking on the phone while Scotty's talking Way too long, got time to smoke one more Taking the message to the people now Keep smoking and growing and watching prohibition fall down Talk. How do you say grow talk in Spanish? Uh, I don't know, man. Come on, you must know, man. Grow talk, hablo. How do you say grow in Spanish, man? Jose? Yeah, I don't know either. That's, how the fuck do we not know how to say grow in Spanish? Grow high, grow. Yeah, I'm just going to try and do something tricky. It ain't see. working. Anyway, let's get into it with executive producer Spartan Grown. Yeah, um, right on, man. Throw some fucking dank up there, huh? Uh, we're just looking at those pictures and what's mm-hmm. going on. But he had a. I don't know if you caught the story, an Instagram post. Spartan, give us some information. Um, I didn't dig deep, but it sounds like uh, he was just trying to do a little of the normalization. Heard something, I believe. Forgive me if I get this wrong. I just saw your Instagram post um, where he had visited his sco- his kid's school, I think, to talk to either the principal or something about what one of the teachers, I don't know if it was the health teacher or how they were explaining cannabis. Oh, nice, um, and he man. said he was very well received. So um, unless I missed where you put it, man, I want to get some more info on that. Maybe come up on the show or something. And uh, yeah, and, and you know, good up, one up, what do they say? Good up on you? Is that how the saying big goes? Ups. Big ups, my friend. Big ups, yes, man, because uh, I think I would do the same thing at this point. You know, if I got my kid, which I test them on and they haven't, uh, where, where I live, the school district hasn't taught them too much nonsense. But if they do, it's up to us as being people that, you know, in, in, Go talk with the principal and, and get the breakdown. Be like, dude, you got to be just like if they're misteaching other things, you do the same thing, right? Don't misteach, can't misteach cannabis either. Yeah, man. I I uh, know a lot of teachers that smoke weed, actually, man. So I wouldn't do think teachers they, party, yeah, man. I wouldn't think they'd be hating on cannabis. Oh, teachers are the number one types of people you'll see at a Mexican restaurant drinking lots of margaritas. Yes, yeah, right. <laughs> That's where, teachers teachers like throw to, down. that's where yeah, teachers throw oh, down. I do agree with him. And half the right. time they'll ask you to put it in like a red cup so that if they see like students or students' parents there with them, they don't know that they're drinking tequila. Ah, that's good stuff, man. Agreed. All right. Well, let me bring it in. We'll bring it in with a laugh because I was actually volunteering at uh, my kid's school the whole day the other day. And we'll talk about that in detail another time. One kid, <laughs> I, was, I was in the hall and one kid came out of kindergarten, just a little boy. And he's just, you know, going for his water break or whatever. And he just stands at the counter and he has a piece of paper with glitter glued all over it. Okay. It's dry. And he just starts rubbing it as hard as he can all over his head to get the glitter off onto yes. his hair. Because I always I had I'm like, hair. I just watched it for like a minute. I was enjoying it. And I'm like, you know, I come back around. And he had glitter all in his hair and on his shoulders. And then another girl comes out and she's like, wow, can I let me do it? I'm like, and then I'm sitting there thinking, man, I miss being a kid. And then I, I go up to him and I go, you got, that looks pretty good. And he looks at me and he goes, we have fashion sense. Uh, <laughs> that's awesome. Anyway, let's uh, get into the that, growth hey, talk that here. That is one of my favorite Bob Marley quotes of all times or lyrics. He just says, glitter is gold. He says, remember, glitter is gold. And I'm like, God damn, does that mean something, man, you know? Yes. And <laughs> I wanted to say who is growing the dank. Hashtag yes. Dude Grows Show. This is over off of DudeGrows.com. They're from the original devil, the original devil here. Right. Uh, we're looking at a picture here. You know, uh, we see so many pictures of just trikes on trikes and awesome photography these days of flowers. This isn't that. This is just showing a big old bud 
So, you know, this is, what is this, your, your, uh, uh, it's not a baby's arm. That's a man's arm right there. There we go. <laughs> I was looking for the baby's arm and original devil goes. So a follow up from a post a few weeks ago, the chop, my pops had a really good run. Now I've got to talk to him about wet trim versus dry. Uh, that's and, nice. You're making them all good, sir. We haven't hit on that much. You know, I think for me, wet trim versus dry trim, you know, wet trim means you're you're taking the, as much off of the plant fan leaves and you're trimming it almost ready just to be jarred up. And, and I mean, you're going to let it dry first, but you're trimming it to the point where you're not going to trim it too much more. Um, and where the dry trim is let your whole, I don't, you, you just chop your plant. This is what I do here in Colorado because it's so dry. Right. I just try and take my plant. If I can, if I could, I'd take my plant in one cut. Usually the size of the plant, I'm taking it in three to four pieces and leaving as much stem as possible, all the fan leaves, and I'm letting that thing just take a while, you know, minimum seven, sometimes up to two weeks, uh, depending, to really dry fully out uh, before it goes in the jar and all that. And I think that's preferred, man. I mean, if you can go longer, um, Unless you're in a real human, you never did this in Florida, right? You never, you would always get all the leaf material off as possible just because yeah. humidity. And- yeah, it was so freaking humid there. I mean, you'd be just pulling, uh, having an air conditioner going at, and just to get it on the 50% humidity. And then, uh, yeah, and plus is a different, different grow. You weren't necessarily kind of sewer growing. Yeah, yeah. Just say people Maybe. were happy to get weed back then, man. Really? Did you, you have any weed? tricks for drying it out quicker when you needed it? You're like, shit, man, we're out. This is wet. We just chopped it yesterday. I need to smoke it tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't admit to drawing anything on top of the lights or anything, man. <laughs> okay, just making sure. All right. The guy Let's get on with another with one a suitcase here. of money if that's happening, sir. This is over on Instagram. This is Unique U- Unicorts Ranch. Oh, All right. I see what you did there, man. Nice. Pretty picture of the sun rays going through here. He's got it. Guys, we're looking at a plant uh, outdoors. And a huge pot, man. This looks like it's got to be a 80, yeah, I was going to say 100 gallon, I would think. A plant that is maybe three foot tall. You're just getting it out there. And he's got that, like, what would you call that? Chicken? That's not really chicken wire yeah, fencing. chicken wire, sure. Okay. Easy enough, as, sure. And I see that as it's a really trellis. popular method. Mendo Dope, I think we've seen, you know, in his grow videos and stuff. This is kind of like his style. He's got a good covering, a straw yeah. on the top it's layer. Like that's two by four cute or two by four <clears throat> rectangles. That there are we go. That are yeah, so you there. can get a big branch coming through there and it supports them. And then if you want to put another one on the outside of it, you can as well. Or do stakes or something like that. But that's pretty neat. It can also depend. Keep that plant safe. I mean, if he's got deer roaming through their shit or some goats like you do, that thing be gone in a day. Yeah, so. I tell you, there are a lot of badass growers in Virginia. As much as I uh, kind of scratched my head, we had Duke Diamond that was hanging out. Hashtag Virginia is for yeah. growers. I mean, Hash- lovers, growers. Virgi- Virginia what is for say? lovers and for growers. <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to say anything, but there was a, wasn't there a Virginia shirt in uh, another post that I just saw? Anyway, I was keeping that under wraps, man. But damn, it's Virginia Day today, man. Good stuff. Shout out. Yeah. Blue Ridge All right, go talk is brought to you by Quest Dehumidification. Uh, Quest Dehumidification was hanging out at the DGC Cup, gave away actually Quest 70, which is a badass unit. If you guys need equipment that's going to run for years, lower your shit, like 
yep. you know, get on it. Like, and the most efficient too. They have the most efficient dehumidifiers in the industry. But so let's be straight, man. Environment is everything. When you're doing, you know, lights are really important. But what we were talking about, uh, we we recorded a little bit of uh, some uh, interview with Brandon a couple Brandon a couple days ago from Spectrum King, where we we're talking about uh, uh, vapor pressure deficit, and that has everything to do with having the right humidity, man. So that the plant can actually transpire. Just like, could you imagine if we couldn't sweat if it's so humid that you can't sweat? It's like oh, it dude, sticks to I didn't have a dehumidifier. I would not straight up not be able to grow in my situation. And plus I'm growing, if, if you're so growing in a sealed room, difference. this is a mandatory piece of equipment. So, uh, yeah. Or you know, $50 one that's going to fail on you and going to get hot or you can spend the money and buy something right, man. And that's why I like these guys. Yeah. Keep it in mind too. I seen them in, uh, we got to go actually over to herbal cure. Shout out Moby Dill. Um, they have quest equipment running in their grow. And I believe also in their, their, uh, their drying and cure rooms, keeping that, that area on point, man. And it's really, really good thing to see. So, yep. Yep. all right, man. Questclimate.com. Yeah, they did. Q-U-E-S-T. Hey, dude. Like, what Yo. else, man? What else, man? Huh? Grow talk. What else? Get them up. <laughs> Guys, dudegrows.com. Go get your grower questions up. And I'm running through them, and now I get your joke here. This is Sugar Daddy saying, what else? <laughs> what else? Hey, DGC, after months of making sure growing is something I'm willing to commit to, and even be able to do, I finally got a lot of things decided and I'm in the process of finishing. All right, I'm glad you take the time, you know, get it done. Don't, don't, don't stress right. on it. That's just what because I was saying about the, the quest dehumidification. Don't go do a build a grow and, uh, and, and just pretend that environment doesn't matter. You know, do it right if you're going to do it. Because I've decided to go with a gorilla, gorilla grow tent, three by three. Right now, that was our first studio, right? 12 by 12. <laughs> yes, it was. Why don't you set that up outside, Scotty, and growing it? Yeah, I need I'm just bamboo. making fun. Sorry, I need office at the bamboo farm, man. Maybe I just use that. Uh, <laughs> and he goes, I think the height is somewhere near six foot. Uh, I found some good soil from a local place, and obviously, I'll be using a recharge. Yeah, man. I'm going with an LED light. I haven't fully committed to a certain light, as I need to make sure what kind of money I have to spend on a light. Even though I go by Sugar Daddy. It's not because of my money. It's because of high, of a high school fun <laughs> nickname because I have type 1 diabetes. Got oh, it. Man. Got it. All right. God, you must uh, <laughs> smell is a large concern as I'm renting an apartment. That's where okay. it can get tricky, man. Sure. Um, so, so I would still love advice on a fan carbon filter type combo. <clears throat> is there anything else I should be concerned about? This is my first time growing, and I know I won't have everything perfect, but I'd like a good start as I can fix things as I learn and grow with knowledge. Sure. So uh, we can start there real quick at the filtration, and I'm still going to go with, even though we you know we say vote with our dollars and bitch sometimes about what's going on in the industry. But CanFan, yeah, they kind of changed uh, the game as much as I don't like to say it because they're owned by Hawthorne Group, who supposedly is nice people. Um, uh, CanFan really did change the game. I mean, think about your whole house stinking like <laughs> from ten foot in every direction. Because what at control. that time you went from ozone and like ona or yeah. s- smell things to yeah. full on carbon filtration where you're actually not trying to mask something right. you're getting rid of it right I will say the first one I bought was a Rocky Mountain filter not a can fan I don't know if they're still in business but <laughs> um yeah I've had a few other ones but they yeah after working retail and seeing returns and this and that definitely sure. uh, can fans get the carbon kicking. 
And like I said, it's like sometimes we have anything to do with can fan. They used to hook us up with some fans. That's what they yeah, did for the show back in the day. But I mean, yeah, that guy Dennis is a, a nice guy as far as a businessman goes. Hey, it's just real weird as far as businessmen go. You can be a really nice guy, and your goal in life could be to sit on a huge pile of money at anyone's cost. If you can fucking sell water to fucking thirsty people, you'll do it. You know. So you got to be kind of weird. It's kind of tough about being a nice businessman. In my opinion, that is one of the most fucked up industries in the entire world. Is the bottled, <laughs> bottled water industry? No, I don't even get. Yeah, we can talk. About I won't. It. I won't go down that rabbit hole. But Ooh, we'll hang out on social media and chat about it. Let's do it. <laughs> it reminded me of like I don't know what grade or back in the day. If you saw somebody walking around with a bottle of water, you'd be like, "What the fuck? What's your problem?" Mineral water, fruits. All right. All right. <clears throat> I was watching an 80s movie, uh, and uh, these guys are trying to set them up as being gay guys, so they planted mineral water on them. <laughs> yep. All right. So we uh, – Bud Light had a gay campaign, I think, for a little bit. Anyway, let's go on to – it didn't work good for him. He has another question here. Also a question I had was – oh, sorry, apartment growing. We're getting, we're getting random here. Let's get back on point, man. <laughs> this is awesome. I'm smoking more weed, man. So he's got a three-by-three. Three. So what can he do? Let's expect Kingsman good to us. Can he put a 140 in there? Well, Mother's Little or a Closet Case. 140 rather. would be fabulous. But yeah. first off, the, the carbon control. In an apartment, a few options, depending on what level you're on, or I don't know. It's really nice to get the smell out if you can. You should, um, you should be I've totally had, scrubbing that thing. Absolutely. All the time. Uh, somebody, when I say get the smell out, like if you can get it out of the, the building, that's great. And one guy oh, no, I used to work with, it, man. Uh, like he had an apartment, and I, he vented it into the, sh- the attic of the apartment building, which is a share attic space for like, what, eight, ten units or something. Yeah. And his filter went bad, so that was not great for him. He didn't get busted or anything, but it was like all of a sudden – Okay, other places are smelling like cannabis if now. If it's if smell like uh, security and smell is of the most importance, mm-hmm. I would say have two uh, for something scrub, have scrub the room and scrub the the grow tip. So let's go over that really quick. When you use a carbon filter, you can use it when you exhaust. So you can be constantly exhausting air out and pulling and exhausting it to you know an attic or whatever, um, or you can be scrubbing. And what they call scrubbing is when it's basically just running all the time. It might be just have like a little four foot uh, piece of hose on there or something like just that. Just to dampen but just, the sound. Yeah, it's but really it's just it, yeah, it's just circulating. That's all it's doing. And, and, by, and I would do that not in your tent, but in the room that the tent's in. Mm-hmm. Have yeah. that one just scrubbing all the time and then be able to the room. Yeah. And by the way, if you want to dampen the sound with those things, I have taken the big ones before, the 150-pounders, and put them inside two garbage cans. You take a garbage can and you put it inside it, and then you take another garbage can over the top, and then you just cut a bunch of holes in it to make basically like inlet ports, and uh, it cuts down on the uh, amount of noise dramatically. But you're on a. But it also gonna, cuts be on down a, on the amount of uh, air you can filter dramatically. Yeah, it will be. I, what I would time, do, I'd put a whole the airflow around. I put a whole bunch of ports in there. But knowing though. you, you probably put a whole bunch of ports. And you had a 12 inch Max fan on top of it, so it didn't yeah, matter. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so it didn't matter, anyways. The uh, and yeah, you're going to use a four inch style. So the other thing you can do just to simply quiet it when it's scrubbing. Scrubbing means it's just going to sit in the room and run. Air keeps pulling through. Even if you put 
a, a three foot, two foot length of duct on the end of an open fan mm-hmm. and just turn it a little, it really quiets it down as well. Exactly. Uh, and you can do it on both sides. So that quiets it down. It's, it's restricting the air coming out the top and you can restrict the air a little bit coming into it as well and, you know, baffle it a little bit. Or I just say baffle it rather, but dampen it, damper it rather. Damper. I need a question on plants. Scotty goes, the question I had was how many plants would you guys suggest I grow? I remember, I think Scotty said, if you have enough stuff to grow one plant, you can grow up to four. Mm-hmm. Don't quote me on that, though. He goes, if that's the case, would it be good to grow go with four plants and seven gal pots, or would I have not have enough space? So thanks, everybody. I appreciate everyone's help so far, and I can't wait to finally start this and give you guys some pictures. All right. Well, you think you I'd say go four, four plants. Yeah, I would think so. And sevens are nice enough where they're, you know. Yeah, I think sevens are too big for a three-by-three. Three. I think you should go fives. Okay. Okay. It's just nice. The bigger, the better, because they just hold more water. If you're a new grower, um, you might miss a watering every now and again. It's just nice. It's, the, the bigger they are, the more forgiving they are. Yeah. Yeah. That, I agree. But seven gal is, it's meant also not to say, you could grow a lot of a taller tent. I don't know. I like to have a little fo- floor space. I'm just thinking of my interior grow tent design here. So you know, go with the fives, go with the fives. Okay. Or two sevens, maybe or one ten. I don't know. So you <laughs> do kidding. like a, we do like a, a one forty uh, closet case. You do like um, what do you have to do as far as environmental control? If you got all that, you got twenty gallons of water in there in a three by three. It probably is going to be really uh, really humid in there. Yeah, it's it's a hard thing. To, you could, first thing you do is just start setting it up and know you're going to have to get ready for either a temp stat or humidistat or right. or whatever. Sometimes people shit just runs good. You know, it's everybody's environment's different. Sure. Everybody's room's different, so it's really hard. Hard for me to recommend environmental controls until you tell me what your environment sure. is doing. But if it you does get I mean? too, if it does get too humid in there, then you could just exhaust with your can fan. You know, maybe you could just even exhaust it to the other side of the room or something like that, or near a uh, uh, an intake. You know, an air intake for your air conditioner. And the other good thing, uh, we'll leave it at this: is having four plants. Instead of one plant, I mean, you, one plant, maybe it comes down with a virus or maybe I've had it where one plant, that was the plant that those bastards infested and I just right. cut it out and got rid of it. So right. it's good, good to have a few plants to work with. All right. So moving on Come to. On, Stop holding out, bro. These are great, man. I love these. This is Kim Kim Dizzle. Kim Dizzle. You holding out, bro? You holding out on me, bro? Dude, stop holding out, bro. Because what up, dude, Scotty Guru? After hearing dudes, Scroopy Noopers took second at the ADSI, I can't believe we haven't heard a breakdown. We've heard, and I've, I've said some shiz, but I wanted to uh, answer the questions here in this question. Um, a breakdown from dude on the exact technique. Also, as a fan of the Adam Dunn show, knowing there must have been some serious chronic dankness at the cup. Because I'm super impressed with dude almost winning and want to geek out on the details. So lay it out for us. So I'll just hit these questions right away. Size of growth space for that. It was a four, about a four by twelve. I have nine foot ceilings in there, right. um, which is it's it's nice to to have higher ceilings to work with. There's number of plants. The number of plants in there was uh, what did I have in there? I believe I had uh, six plants, and then interestingly enough, I ended up having five in the end. That was uh, that was the first grow ever. Somebody grabbed a plant of mine. First time ever anybody did that to me. <sighs> I was rather insulted, but it's all good. Um, that's where, that's where the, the, the goodness came from. Well, at least they're going to get hooked on great cannabis. <laughs> so it goes in a, in a number of plants. You know, it wasn't that not what made the difference of this or that. But and going on, he goes, 
what uh, number of plants? Pot size, those were uh, seven gals. Right. Lighting, SK600s, and those were the SK600s right. on their shit, man. Like, I think this is like the third year I've been running them. Still turning out. I mean, still just, I, I have to get Brendan back on. We actually have a cut with Brendan. He'll be back on soon. Uh, do you know, Guru, like typicals are a typical de- degrada- degradation? Degra- yeah, degra- how, long, how long do LEDs last? I thought like at five years, I thought it was not even both. close they to They have 10%. LM, it would depend on which ones. They have LM ratings on them, which is lumen maintenance. And it's how long. Know. They have like an LM90 and an LM70, where it's the amount of time that will go by until that LED is at 90% of its original uh, flux and then at 80 or 70% of its original flux. And most of the times, the LM90s, are around like 50 or a hundred thousand hours. So it's, it's equivalent to like five to eight years of 12, I mean, 12 or, or 18, six. So it's fabulous. Yeah. I mean, they're still obviously growing great dank. Um, and I only reckon, I mean, you gotta have higher ceilings for the 600s, but, um, that was my lighting. He goes, let me, uh, what, you, what let I, me take over here, man. So tell me about your soil, man. How'd you build the soil, brother? Come on. <laughs> Instead of me co-host. interviewing myself, we'll be the coach. Uh, the soil uh, was peat. That was actually uh, Lambert peat, and I amendments and inputs. I put a little bit of compost in there, okay. booze blend. Uh, use a little bit of insect frass and some worm, but pretty minimal. I'm mean, gonna say it's mainly peat, but I always like putting a little bit of the funk in there if I have it laying around. Sure. <clears throat> and what about uh, like give me now as far as newts go? You just water only? What are your newts? Come on, you're skipping right over my temp, temps and humidity, brother. I'm getting to it. That's the big thing, man. For me, environment's huge, man. So I'm trying to go in order of importance here, man. All right, I'll just listen then. As far as nutrients, nutrients, meat and potatoes was Ramo nutrients. That was my just my set of bottles um, that I ran. And then in between here and there, I would do a little bit of, I'm looking over here at what else I have, a little bit of fish for some funk. Um, one of my, which I don't talk about a lot, but I'm looking right at it. I really do like, uh, massive, massive from green planet nutrients, uh, tricantinol derivative of, of, uh, like beehive, like where people harvest honey, uh, derived from the waste. So it's a waste product. What's that? Anyway, it's that product really, I believe, uh, helps out with some uniqueness in the flower. Uh, of course, mammoth microbes, recharge, and uh, that was really about it. I'm trying to think if I had – I didn't really do too much top dressing. I didn't use any guanos this time. Um, like you said, man, I think it's more the environment that well, – uh, I'm is, also thinking is less clutch. is more. Give me how much – are you – Are you? Uh, you know, what, what PPM are you coming in at? Are you, are you watering hot or – tell me about that real quick. I don't really measure PPM. So, whoa, whoa. no, I'm not – I'm not watering in hot. Uh, I guess it's maxing out maybe at around 1,000. So that's what I'm most. trying to get to. I think there's a real good tip in there is that you don't want to be watering things 12, 1,300 ppm. It gets really hot. It ends up screwing up the ecosystem. Um, you know, it, I, we were, I was actually learning in that uh, we were talking about that microbe uh, special on PBS. It was talking about when you put like things like heavy salts in, they, they really screw up the microbes. It sounds like you've got nice microbial interaction going on there where you're just adding just a little bit of food every time, man, the right amount. Well, I, I, I do my meat and potatoes every, at the most every other watering. So if I'm watering in with Ramos line, right. then 
I'm going to the next watering, which usually takes two days for it to get to the point where it's dry enough to water again. Right. I'm going to do a little funk, man. Like maybe I'm going to do the recharge with mm. some massive sure. and that's it. Or maybe I'm just going to do uh, a fish. I got a bottle of uh, some Fox Farm. I forgot. It's like a sugar derived from uh, beets or something funk over there that I was like, hmm, Scotty, we had to talk on the show. I'm like, why not give microbes some sugar derived from beets or, you know, something like I like different foods. Maybe this some other type of microbe likes this food more. Trying to keep their food diversified as well. Do um, you like cane sugar as opposed to beet sugar, though? Can you taste the difference? I have no idea. I haven't tried. Right. That's my point. But both taste like sugar to me. Keeping the environment on point, one good thing that if you have the ability to do, you know, my daytime temps would go up to 85 with that lighting, with the SK lighting. Uh, humidity, I would keep 50 or uh, 40 to 50 when I'm in later part of bloom, earlier part of bloom, higher. Nice. Uh, and then at night, that was the difference. This grow went off uh, a little bit during the winter more. Things so, change at night. Think about if you're in, you know, whatever, wherever you're growing outdoors. Nighttime temperatures are different than yeah. daytime. I can Humidity achieve too. 30 to 35 degree temp differentials between day and night in the winter in my grow room. And I think that really brings on the color and different attributes in the plant. Not all plants are going to like that. And I'm not saying it's good for everything, but for that grow, it works great. Good stuff. It is, man. man. I think that's about it. Otherwise, the last thing I'd say is be in your grow. I mean, my first thing I do in the morning is walk into my grow, say good morning, what's up, and I turn up my my AC. I need some type of automated control for that if anybody knows. My mini split, you know, I have it turned up to 85 during the day, but at night I bring it down to like 65. But I have to do that. You know what I mean? I don't think there's a program for that. I'll have to look into it. Right, right. It doesn't have like a photo sensor on it, you know? That's what I got to figure out. Oh, boo. I have to be in my garden. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, that's the point, though, being in there. And uh, this was the first time, 30 days in also, I did a heavy, not crazy, but the heaviest I've done, defoliation, nice. where I took off like, I'm going to say 30% of the fan leaves at least, if not more. Uh, and I never really did that much before, but this time, and I'm, I'm going to keep doing that technique. I think it does something uh, midway through bloom. I think it puts a stress on the plant as well as... Yeah, I don't know. I always preached in the earlier show that those are my solar panels. Why am I taking my solar panels off my plant? You know, but it seems like a technique that's legit. I agree. I agree, man. They seem to, I don't know. I've, I've always done it and my plants have always rewarded me by coming right back. But I don't know. It's, it's one of those things you should get some more information on. I need to remind people real quick here, gardeningu.com. And as I say it, gardening the letter U, <laughs> not Y-O-U.com. You guys can still go over there, uh, help support the show. You can donate through PayPal. You can pick up a, a membership package. You can get a little kit sent out as well as, I want to tell you guys, if you're using these products that you hear about on the show, if you're in front of a rep, if you're at a trade show, if you're at your hydro shop, are um, on social media. Um, it really helps us, especially the p- companies that we work with, uh, you know, across the bag with, uh, across the bag, that's how it works, with Radical <laughs> Bag, Mammoth P, um, Raymo Nutrients was was stepping up and helping out and just cool, trying to pick cool people in the industry. The more you guys, DGC, let those people know you heard about it from the show, helps legitimize what we're doing and, and keep, keep, us, keep us preaching. Agree. Are we preaching? I don't know. I don't know if I'm preaching. I don't preach grow. Hell Just yeah. Chilling, man. Um, all right. All so let's take a quick break and we got another grow talk and check it all out at dudegrows.com. Yeah, let's do it. Mm-hmm. 
But sometimes it's no good to be wrestling what you can't control. But sometimes it's no good to be questioning everybody's soul. Sometimes it's no good to worry about now what lies in store. Got to let it go. Slinging the recharge. Hydro Giant in Ward, Michigan. Let's go. Yeah, come on. I'm going to go visit them. There's, nice, there's, nice there's actually multiple there. Hydro Giants there, not just in Ward, Michigan. I want to say they have one in Livonia and uh, right around Detroit, the Detroit area, too. Well, we've dealt with them, and they are nice people, good folks. So, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for the support, all y'all. Don't call me. I don't like the nice adjective. Nice? Somebody's like, what is The best things you can be is nice. I've never met Johnny. Why don't you tell me about him? Oh, he's really nice. Uh, I don't don't know. I I think it's a good I think it's one of those like, it's like when people say that women are fundamentally sound at sports. But I don't know where Guru's going, man. He's going to be getting in trouble on himself on that one. I think, All right. I think that uh, it's important to be nice, man. To be kind, right? Kind is a very Bro important talk. word. Malibnium? Malibnium? Mal- did I get that right? Malibnium. <laughs> That's a good Malibnium. All right. This is in from Canna Red Conrad. Hey, guys. I was given a free sample of a product at the National Cannabis Festival in D.C. Hell, yeah. I love the yeah. National Cannabis Festival in D.C. I'm not sure if I should use the same name. <laughs> Let's just say 
let's just call it quick beginnings. Okay. <laughs> okay. I was at first thinking about uh, what is is it jump start? Yeah, I was thinking jump start, a rapid start, quick beginnings. All right. It says on, on the bottle. It sounds says, like the name of a TV show or something. Go yeah, ahead. All right. <laughs> yeah, starring Gary Coleman. Uh, on the bottle, it says it contains molybdenum. I love saying that word, man. It mm-hmm. then warns that crops high in molybdenum can be dangerous to rudimentary animals. Rudimentary? What does that mean? Rumens? I yeah, what does rudimentary animals mean? I don't know, man. Like simple animals? I'm, I'm not really sure I must what, what that's. What I that's must mean rumens. And that's what cows, like cows are rumens, right? Yeah, for sure. I, th- I think that is what he's trying to do. Okay. Trying to uh, yeah, if cows can't eat it with their four stomachs, how am I supposed to make medicinal edibles with this molybdenum in my cannabis? Okay, molybdenum no. Now that's is, a trace element, right? It is, it is a super important trace element. Okay, but uh, um, real quick, trace element means means that you only needed a fucking tiny amount, right? Uh, kind of. This is one of the ones that you need. I mean, tiny amount, yeah, but more than some of the other ones. Molybdenum is really important for making nitrogenase. I was going to say it's, that if you didn't. It's the no, protein that's uh, an enzyme that's used to help move nitrogen around within the plant or within your own body and to be able to turn, uh, just to complete the nitrogen cycle, to turn uh, gaseous into uh, gas from the air right. into ammonia that is plant available and usable for the plants and everything. So it's super important in uh, nitrogen, which is a mobile element. Right. Nitrogenase is the, the, the uh, enzyme that helps move it around through the plant. So you can have uh, what looks like a nitrogen deficiency where really it's molybdenum because the nitrogen isn't being able to uh, get translocated around the plant because there's no molybdenum in it. So what is that common like in, you know, in nature? If, uh, How, what delivers molybdenum in in, uh, in organics? Is it uh, in compost? It, no, it, it, it's more so in like rock dust. Rock dust. Okay, that's where you get the glacial rock dust and all mm-hmm. that stuff. That's what they're putting in there. Or an azomite or any of those. Yeah, that's that's where you're getting it from. Interesting. But, I, you know, I just want to say, man, you don't, you got to be really careful with those trace elements because you, you can't, you only need a little tiny bit of them, right? Yeah, guess, do you know what the A in azomite stands for? Arsenic. Arsenic. Yes, and, it, it and, it, and it's a, a necessary plant. A, yeah. Plant, plant uh, trace element. So. Yeah, so it's kind of weird. So just be careful about overdoing it with this stuff. And I know there's so, you know, with the cannabis industry, there's so many people that are like, yo, man, I got this slag from, you know, what, whatever it is from the steel mill. And uh, we can, it's either environmental waste or we can sell it as a, as a fertilizer product. <laughs> You'd be surprised, man. They do that. There's like a fine line between like an environmental wa- a waste product and a fertilizer product. I just throw it on the land. It'll be fine. <laughs> Fucked up. Oh, yeah, very interesting, man. Maestro killed it on this too. Appreciate that, Maestro. Yeah. There, he had plenty of good information down here. Uh, I'll just read his first comment. He goes, "You want molybdenum in your plant and in your body. Otherwise, you'd both be dead." Yeah. Molybdenum is an essential micronutrient required by plants and animals in trace amounts. Too much is deadly, like most things. I mean, that's true. Too much anything is deadly. Um, it's metal that has third highest melting point of all the elements at about 4,800 degrees. Oh, right. Looks cool. This is the actual picture of it here, huh? Looks pretty sweet. It does look cool, man. It's glittery. All right. This is where you wrap it up, B. Go wrap it up, B. <laughs> Put it in the bag. Yeah, it's on Monday. We did all right, brother. Come on. Give us, uh, yeah, just a little bit this week, and I think we'll have everything. I'm, I'm a 90% sure in full swing over on Vimeo for you people that love to watch the video show and you guys that do enjoy the video show. I'm glad you do. Put up a lot of work into it here. 
Um, and, yeah, you know, sure. we definitely, I think that's like half of his time putting the video show together, so. Yeah, it sure is, man. He does a great job of it, too. I'd like to have it seen. Otherwise, I got B. Mitchell and Sparky One Up. Yeah, how about Fish Ganja Guy? All right, brother. Thanks, Sinatra. Skip Jones, Frosty McNuggets. Yeah, Trey K. Adam Shaking. What's up, brother? What's shaking? Dawn Knight and Chris Gravel. Yeah. All right. All right. Love those guys. Stay higher and get in your grill. Go in your grill right now. Until <laughs> tomorrow, dude. He's out. Some people love to blaze up the deck. Yeah, we get happy for noon. And when the boss says is to take a little break, that means we're lighting up a dude. It's just weed. It's just weed. I like to keep a good buzz on, on, on. It's just weed. It's just weed. In my toolbox, there's a bomb. to do they shake their heads and natural medicine go ahead and try something new, new, new. it's just weed it's just weed I like to keep the good vibes on, on, on it's just weed it's just weed I like to smoke it out be Just look at how he's being paid.